welcome to the Wild Books podcast. I'm Thalia Caddy, book lover, cat mom and candle maker. After years working in the glittering West End in the theatre industry, I swapped plays for books and started Wild Books, a small business with a big heart, with a vision to enrich your life through the world of books. This is not a book review podcast. This is the start of a conversation around ideas explored in books, which will open your hearts and minds. Taking inspiration from fictional stories and a wide library of non-fiction books, we go deep into subjects that matter and that will positively impact your life. By looking through the eyes of other people with different life experiences, I challenge you to listen with openness to what you hear today. So, take a deep breath, get curious, and allow yourself to be surprised. Welcome to the Wild Books podcast. Today I'm going to be interviewing Layla, who is an avid bookstagrammer and blogger, and we're going to be talking about The Kite Runner by Khaled Hosseini, and we are going to encourage you to think about diversifying your bookshelves. I am so grateful to be in your ears today. Thank you so much for pressing play on the Wild Books podcast, and here we go, let's dive in. Hello, Layla. Thank you so much for joining the Wild Books podcast. You are officially the first guest that I'm recording an interview with. So thank you so much. That's so exciting. (laughs) I would love for you to just introduce yourself and tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do. So that's like imposter syndrome right there. (laughs) So my name is Layla. I am a full-time pediatric nurse. But for some reason, when I'm not nursing, I think I could write. So I write stuff on my blog, one show at a time, which is all things theatre and books. And I am loudly and proudly on Instagram at Reviews by Layla. Go follow me. <laughs> um, where I share books I like, and I call out racism and publishing, and get people into healthy discussions, not arguments, about representation and diversity in books. I've definitely bonded with you over in the past. We did it as a subscription book earlier this year. Um, and I would love you to just give a little bit of a brief overview of the book and what it's about. Oh my God. Okay. So The Kite Runner is like a heavy book. But as like a brief overview, I'd say it's a story set against the backdrop of the Taliban in Afghanistan. And it's one boy's story of him growing up through that and all of the mistakes he makes along the way and the decisions he makes how they affect the rest of his life and it's just like a very character-led book on him and his life and what he learns along the way and how he learns and grows as a person yeah amazing um brilliant so can you tell me about the first time that you read this book it's set in Kabul Afghanistan how old were you? What were you doing in your life? What do you remember about the first experience of this book? So I actually read the book quite, I say quite late into my life. And now I've said that, I realised actually it was quite a while ago. I just have age. Um, I was about, since about 17 or 18, I was at college. And I was ignoring my college work because it stressed me out. So I decided to go to our college library and I saw the kite runners on like a stand. And I remember it distinctly because I've seen it everywhere, but I've never read it. So I took it home and I read it. And I was 
really shocked that no, I had read this before and no one had told me about it and that it was not talked about more because I had unintentionally had quite a sheltered life up to that point, I think. I watched the news, I tried to educate myself on issues. And yet I was reading this book about Afghanistan and set against the backdrop of when the Taliban was on the right. And I knew nothing about it and it really opened my eyes to what was going on at that time period that we just didn't know anything about. And I think it really opened my eyes to how much literature is out there I probably didn't know about and I probably should be reading to educate myself. And I think that book at that age really kickstarted me into improving my reading because at that point I was reading very much the same sorts of books, lots of like young YA contemporary by white authors. And I think reading that and reading that different experience of mine really made me want to do more of that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for a lot of people, the hard hitting nature of the news and really immersing yourself in current affairs and what's going on in the world can be really difficult and yeah. and almost too much sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, it's completely fair enough. People just need mm. to take a step back from that. And yeah. I think what this book does is it, teaches you about a conflict but through a very human way because you see yeah. it through the eyes of young people growing up in Kabul and it feels in a way more accessible because you're more used to perhaps reading fiction you're more re used yeah. to reading imaginary characters but yeah. in setting it against that very real conflict it's so educational and eye-opening yeah. So I know things might feel a little scary out there in the world right now and we might not be able to be jet setting across the world on summer holidays like I'm sure we'd all love to. So I've got a little treat for you. I have created the Wild Books Summer Travels Trail. For the next two weeks, you can treat yourself to different Wild Books products every day with a different discount, which will help you to get into the mood of summer exploration and escapism. So check out my website and Instagram to see what today's deal is. This is a very limited time only. The deals are only going to be available for two, three days at a time. And get in the mood for summer. We do not have to travel to enjoy escapism right now. Come over to Wild Books and let's have a little bit of summer joy and fun. With The Kite Runner, although it is a heavy book and it does teach you about Taliban, there is also moments that are a lot lighter and there are joyous moments within it. And it's not like history that's in a book form. It is a beautiful story, but it's something that can teach you along the way. Yeah, absolutely. There's a beautiful quote in it, which really stood out to me both times that I've read it. I've read it recently and uh, probably when I was a similar age, maybe 17, 18, um, which is there is a way to be good again. And for those people who haven't read the book, there's a real theme of guilt around uh, quite a traumatic event that happens in the young characters lives which the central character carries throughout his whole life and feels this really heavy sense of 
of guilt and shame around his inaction in in kind of bringing to the fore something that he witnessed and that line there is a way to be good again I think is such a beautiful message and something that I don't know if we're taught that enough you know yeah. you know when you're growing up I feel uh, I don't know about you but when I was a teenager I was a very strong Christian I went to church a lot and a lot of the feelings I had around things that I would do things that I would think there was so much guilt and, and shame yeah. around all of that and to have that message come through this mm. book about the fact that there is a way to be good again and you know you're not you don't need to be defined by yeah. a mistake in the past I just think yeah. it's so powerful yeah definitely and um, I think the example in the kite runner the reason that Amir feels so much guilt that is a very extreme experience but the message still stays the same like yes he made an awful mistake but he was a child and what I think is really important about the book because he acknowledges that he did that he acknowledges he was not a good person then but he is always actively trying to accept his guilt he's trying to improve the person he's trying to change and I think that's something to transfer to everyday life like it's okay if you make a mistake as long as you hold yourself accountable and you actively seek improve yeah absolutely absolutely and it's just beautiful to see the the growth within mm. within his character and, and yeah. where that takes him throughout his yeah. life yeah absolutely amazing um so I'd love for you to talk to us a little bit about why you think it's important for people to read books that are set in countries outside of their own so across the world why do you personally think that that's important so I am a huge advocate for this. I have heard charities, so I do read books set in both England and Turkey, but I've also read books by Asian authors, by um, Korean authors, by authors who have heritage in countries in Africa. And I think it's such an important thing to do, to read outside of your culture, because it's so eye-opening, and I think it can really increase empathy, especially because where we're living in a world right now where there's kind of always a divide between people who are welcoming to other cultures, people who are very anti-other cultures. So I think it can increase empathy on understanding other people's journeys and their lived experiences and their cultures. And actually, even though people may be from halfway across the world from you, I think in reading books of all different genres and cultures and understandings, you can see there's actually more in common between people than we realise. So just because someone's from, like, I don't know, Sri Lanka and you read a book written by them you might see part of yourself in that character anyway so I think it's such an important thing to do to open your eyes to the bigger world because we live on especially in the UK we live on a tiny island and we're seeing such a tiny portion of the world and of course we can't all travel the entire world so why not do it through the work of books absolutely oh that's so beautiful I love the way that you have um shared that just that building empathy is yeah. so important and as you say it's not possible for us to visit every every different land in the world and a lot of people wouldn't want to I personally have really lost a lot of the desire to travel since Covid I think just being in one place and feeling safe yeah. and secure has has been really important to me so the thought of traveling 
is not high up on my agenda yeah. anymore. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. I think that you find those common threads, don't you? And you realize yeah. that we are all connected. We are all human wherever we are in the world. And a lot of the desensitization that we may experience when it comes to the news, I think can, it is important for us to kind of chip away yeah. at that and to be more connected to what is yeah. going on in the world. So and that I, also think that, um, I think that people think when well, you have to read diverse books and read books on culture, they always think it has to be sad stories. But we're very lucky at the moment we're in literature. So many books being published in different cultures that there's bound to be something for everyone. And not every story is about trauma or is sad. There are so many joyous stories out there as well. Yeah, totally. And that that applies to queer literature as well, mm-hmm. that a lot of yeah. the a lot of the stories that we are recommended might be really tough reading, yeah. very emotional, but there's more and more brilliant literature that is coming yeah. out, which doesn't have that, that heavy weight to it, especially YA, which I know you are a big advocate for young adult literature as well, aren't you? Yeah. I just think that in a world where there's so many books, we should not be gatekeeping who reads what. So if you're like in your 40s and you want to read a middle grade, as long as you're reading, who cares what it is? And I just think that young adult is still a really accessible genre. So I find myself going back to that quite a lot, especially if it's like a new author or a new topic I want to read about. I think YA is a good starting point. So yeah, I'm all about reading wherever the hell you fancy. I love that. That's so cool. Um, so we might have covered a little bit of this already so just if you've got anything else then feel free to add it in Um, but in relation to the kite runner what are the ideas that come up in this book that are particularly powerful and that have challenged you when you've read them there is honestly so many themes in the kite runner and one of the things I love about the book is that every time I read it I pick up on something different the most obvious one I think is that upon like grief, growth and reflection, which we talked about, which is where Amir, like, constantly, throughout the entire book, from when he leaves the school as a child, or even when the incident happens in the book, I'm trying to keep it spoiler-free, when the incident happens in the book, from that moment on, he is actively seeking to improve himself, and that's a huge theme, and I love that. But there's always, um, there's also so much on, like, community and family, and how, even though a large majority of the book, Amir doesn't live in a family farm, he holds that heritage in his heart really deeply. He still has that community when he lives in America and the importance of having that community around you. The theme of kindness, like, I know there's a big theme now at the moment, like, oh, be kind, but I think people have kind of turned that into, like, well, you can't say anything to me because you've got to be kind, but genuine kindness and how much a difference that can make and just hope. It's a very sad book, but it's a very hopeful book and there are moments of happiness joy within it like there's so many themes throughout the book that I can talk about but they're the main ones that I pick up on and I hold very dear to me yeah I love that and I love that idea of community Hmm. especially when someone has moved from their homeland to somewhere else and the idea that you know someone might come into your life who has just moved to your country but they have a whole other life and a whole other past and culture and everything that they have have left behind and I think that helps you to gain a little bit of perspective in terms of how difficult it can be when people decide to move um, to to a new place 
Yeah, I think people think like, especially with how, of course the news is factual, but it's giving a perspective. How on the news it says all these people are just fleeing their countries to be safe. Oh, they reached here, everything's happy, they have their great happy ever after. But it's not as black and white as that. Like they have to leave their whole lives behind. These are not easy journeys they're facing. Of course, any normal person would be in a situation where they are, but they're missing their home. They're missing people they've left behind, but they're just happy to make do here. It's all very well being from one country and living in another, but you're still going to miss that community that you had in that home country as well. Like I wasn't even born in Turkey. I was born in the UK because. All of my family are in Turkey. When I'm in the UK, I miss my family so much in that Turkish community. And so when in the Kite Runner, they moved to the US, it's kind of really heartwarming to read that you still have such a really strong Afghan community here to kind of keep them going. Yeah, it's beautiful. So how have you found that this book in particular has impacted your life? So it was definitely the book that kick-started me to changing how I read it really thinking about what I read because I think with the kite runner it's so authentic where the author is a genuine Afghan person and you can feel that in the writing so it made me want to read books written authentically by authors of their heritage or of their sexuality but it also really made me it, it stayed with me a lot because I know Amir's experience is an extreme one but I love that idea that we as humans are always ever growing and evolving I don't think people realise. You think you reach an adult and that's it. You, 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 you reach a point, you stay like that for the rest of your life. But no, even as adults, we can still continue to grow and learn. And like I said, it definitely really improves my empathy because, like I said, we're very lucky in the UK. We have free healthcare, we have free speech, we have lots of living fear. So it's made me really want to advocate for people who don't have that luxury, who aren't safe in their homes, who are having to flee their homes. And I appreciate that. I have the privilege of living in the UK. I have the privilege of using my voice. I think the Kite Runner especially made me want to use that better to try and raise awareness of issues. That's so wonderful. And you do such a good job of being an advocate on your Instagram. And I will make sure that we put your handle in the show notes so that people can go and follow you because the stuff you share is really brilliant. I told I'm quite loud, but I'll I'll take it. I've been told I'm loud (laughs) on social media, but I'll take that. Absolutely. Um, So this is a bit of a challenging question, I think. I'm a big advocate for reading outside of your own experience to learn about the world, as we've been discussing. It develops empathy, connects you to a wider range of humanity. But reading for lots of people is a comfort, a place to relax and get out of their own world and into another. So what would you say to someone who doesn't read much, reads the books that they love, and aren't perhaps looking to expand their horizons through reading? I think within literature, there's a lot of pressure at the moment. It's quite overwhelming. So say, for example, you're a young 23-year-old who likes to read the same sort of thing. You're seeing all of these like Instagram posts, book posts, and all these tables and um, waterstones saying, oh, you must diversify your reading. You must read these books, 500 books to read before you die. And it can feel a bit overwhelming. And I think people think, like I said, with reading diverse books, you have to read these really interesting, clever, well-written, heavy stories. But it doesn't have to be like that at all. If you have, I think if you have a particular genre you love, there's bound to be a book from another culture that is in that genre. So if you want to read a YA contemporary about a 23-year-old, there's probably a book out there about that, but from a different culture to your own. So I think it still feel close to the books that you love, but it will just 
many genres and so many authors and so many different stories out there, happy, sad, sci-fi, fantasy. I think you're very spoilt for choice, but don't let that overwhelm you. And even if you just try and you don't like it, there's so many books to try that eventually you're bound to buy one that you love. Like Clap When You Land is about two teenage, I think they're 17, 18 girls who both lose their dads. But one is from Trinidad and one is from the US and they share the same father. So it's a completely relatable story, and it is in YA contemporary, but they just happen to be from another country. I think that's brilliant advice. I think that head for the YA section. If you if you're feeling overwhelmed by the choice, then you know when you're in that kind of modern literature focused area in a bookshop, you might feel overwhelmed, mm. and just know that there are a lot of really brilliant books aren't going to get you down yeah. <laughs> that, that yeah. are out there for, for the choosing I mean even if it's not like YA there's like Miss Marvel comics that are now coming out because of the Disney Plus show you've got many 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 uh, middle grade books that I didn't have when I was growing up you've got graphic novels yeah absolutely and I think social media is so important as well we have so many wonderful people like yourself who are advocating for reading more diversely and you are a great source of inspiration for for your followers there are other people who are spreading similar messages so trying to engage in a way that is fun and kind of like a soft touch point you know following someone on social media maybe looking at a few book blogs seeing what's recommended and getting a bit of inspiration before you decide to embark on another another book that um, might broaden your horizons. Yeah. And another thing I would say as well is just uh, acknowledge where you're at. You know, if you personally, we both talk about mental health quite a lot as well. If you're personally in a place where your mental health is struggling, you don't need to take on the world. You don't need to yeah. decide that this is the time for me to challenge myself in, in my reading. Know that it's something perhaps that is important to you and you want to do mm. in the future, but acknowledge where you're at in, in your life so that you can give yourself the best chance because the last thing you yeah. want is to just completely put yourself off. Yeah, I can, I can very often, like even with myself, it can be the case of the right book but at the wrong time. And I think acknowledging that in yourself is a good start. It's, if you're blissfully ignorant and you're staying that way, that's very difficult being like well I want to but I'm not in the right headspace that's two very different kind of situations so it's like if I gave someone all of these options of books and they were like yeah I don't want to do that I'll stick to white authors only that's very different to someone being like I'd accept that list and when I'm in a better place I will think about maybe reading one of these or something similar like that's two very different timelines I think yeah definitely absolutely and we don't need to see these things in black and white as mm. you know I have achieved reading this yeah. number of books from this number of countries, yeah. even just kind of slightly immersing yourself in those worlds. And yeah. even, you know, listening to podcasts, watching TV, mm -hmm. there are so many other ways that yeah. you can access this. We obviously love books, so we're going to yeah. talk about the, the book aspect of it, but yeah. it doesn't need to feel, it shouldn't feel constrictive. It should feel opening. Yeah. It should feel good. It should feel yeah. positive. Um, and I think while social media is a like when I first started wanting to read more outside of just Turkish and British books I was searching like disability books I was searching gay books which came up with some really interesting options but that it was a starting <laughs> point but yeah I was like just searching hashtags on Instagram so it can be a really useful tool but I also think it's quite 
damaging to mental health sometimes. Like myself as a reader, I like to read what I can and when I can. But then you go onto Instagram and you see someone saying, oh, I've read 60 books in June alone. And you think, oh my gosh, I have read three. So I think it's very important as well to not let social media get into your head too much. If you've read one book that month and it's all awesome you love, that's absolutely fine. If the next month you then decide to read multiple books from different cultures and different authors, then that's brilliant. It's just, the thing is, reading is meant to be fun. So if you're stressing about it, that's taking the enjoyment away and that's going to make it harder for you to then find more as well. Absolutely. I totally agree. Totally agree. So if someone wanted to start their diversifying their bookshelves. If you're loving this podcast, then you'll want to sign up for the Wild Books mailing list. Each week, you'll receive an email, Notes from the Wild, which contains three segments inspired by the world of books. You'll receive a book quote, a profile on a female author, and a thought segment around something that I've been reading or listening to that week. This is the email you'll want in your inbox. A weekly dose of inspiration, ideas to think on, uplifting words, and education around amazing women in the literary world. Head to wildbooks.co to subscribe today. Journey today, um, what would you, what authors would you recommend they start with? Oh my god, I thought about this question so much that actually stressed me out. I actually made a list on my phone, which I'm going to get up now, because I was trying to think, and there were so many authors, I didn't know where to begin. I do think I'm going to primarily give you, um, what they called, YA, that's the word, um, YA authors, because that is, I think, the most accessible to start with, but there is so, so many authors out there, so Tracy Dion. And Kaylin Byron, Bayron, I think, I don't have to say that, but I think they are such good authors to start with because they're both, they're very different in their writing, but Tracy Dion wrote an urban fantasy book called Legendborn, which is absolutely fantastic, and it's not about, it's about a black girl who goes to university and has this epic fantasy experience, but it's not about the fact that she's black. Her culture is written into the book, but it's not about her being black, it's just a fantasy novel. Um, similarly, similarly, Kaylin Favre and Byron, I need to figure out how to say her name, but she wrote Cinderella is Dead and most recently This Boy's Heart. Again, like, the protagonists are black, but it's not about them being black, it's about them having these wonderful stories and them happen to, happening to be black. Like, it's just a part of their personality. And then you've got, um, I can't remember the name off my head, but the author of Hanny Edition's Guide to State Dating. I think that's a really nice YA like temporary story and the um protagonist happens to be Bangladeshi. You've got Ella Shafat who writes about she's an adult author, she writes about so many different topics, but because she's Turkey she primarily writes about Turkey. But again it's such an accessible way. So she's written about like honor killings in Turkey. She's written written a book about a prostitute who ends up pregnant in Istanbul. She's written about someone who dies and comes back to life and her memories of Turkey and her culture and it's just, I think somebody wants to start diversifying their bookshelves. Those three authors particularly come to my mind because they're really easy to get into the story. They're really easy to read. They're not necessarily light stories. So Legendborn does have a really dramatic ending and I can't believe I've got to wait for next year for the sequel. But they are easy to read and they're really fun stories. And I think what's important is you're not reading those stories to learn about another culture, but you're reading them for fun and they're happy to 
be another cult, another culture woven into the story. I don't know if any of that made sense. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. That's great. So I'll link all of those authors in the show notes so that people can go and find them and, and give them a go. Um, amazing. So we're now at the end. We're going to do a quick fire question session to wrap up. And yeah, just something a little bit fun so that um, so that we can all go on our way. So number one, what is your favourite book of all time? Three, because I can't just pick one. Great Gatsby, F. Scott Fitzgerald, God Tier. Um, the book Thief by Marcus Zizak, also got here, and of course, Kai Runner. Amazing. Number two, if you were to be a character from any book, who would you be? I would be the ultimate badass character, Annabeth Chase. She is, she has my heart, Annabeth Chase, that's it. Incredible. If you were to write a book right now, what would it be? Honestly, I don't know, apart from the fact that it would be joyful. It would be full of happiness. That's gorgeous. (laughs) If you had to sum up your reading taste in three authors, who would they be? Ellis Shafak, Marcus Suzak, and Alice Oseman. That is, those three authors kind of sum up my reading taste. Incredible. And what is your favourite way to read? Audiobook, paperbook, ebook? Paper all the way, turning pages, concluding it, Facebook, physical book. <laughs> One of the things that the listeners will struggle with most is how to get back into reading when they're in a reading slump. What mm-hmm. is your top tip for getting out of a slump? So what two? First is don't force it. If you if you need to take a couple of days break from reading, do take a couple of days break. Get back into it when you're ready. Also, just read something you know you're going to love. If you've read it a hundred times, who cares? You read it again, it will remind you why you love reading. You'll be ready to go. Read something you know you're going to love. Amazing. And finally, what are you reading right now and how are you finding it? I am reading The Girl with the Louding Voice. I can't remember the author's name, but The Girl with the Louding Voice. And I am finding it heartbreaking and eye-opening. And I am really intrigued where the rest of the book is going to go. I'm really enjoying it. Amazing. Oh, thank you so much, Layla. This has been amazing. I've loved talking to you. And I really think that this conversation is going to be really eye-opening and uplifting for our listeners. So thank you so much. Um, where can people me. find you? What, what, where, where can I send people to find you so that they can follow you? So my most used social media is it's where you can find me at review by Layla and on there is also linked to my blog one show at a time so feel free to come get my work to read incredible I will link those in the show notes I'm also going to put all of the books that you have mentioned today in the show notes so that people can go and find them and have a beautiful day thank you so much thank you thanks for having me Thank you so much for listening to the Wild Books podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please help more people to find the show by subscribing on your favourite podcast platform. And I'd be so grateful if you would leave a review and be sure to tell your friends. Make sure you're following Wild Books on Instagram and TikTok at Wild Books Co and sign up to join the mailing list at wildbooks.co to receive more exclusive Wild Books content. Keep reading and stay open. See you next week.
If you're loving this podcast, then you'll want to sign up for the Wild Books mailing list. Each week, you'll receive an email, Notes from the Wild, which contains three segments inspired by the world of books. You'll receive a book quote, a profile on a female author, and a thought segment around something that I've been reading or listening to that week. This is the email you'll want in your inbox. A weekly dose of inspiration, ideas to think on, uplifting words, and education around amazing women in the literary world. Head to wildbooks.co to subscribe today.